This is Rene Aubergenois, Odo on Deep Space Nine. And you, you lucky fools, are listening to Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello everybody and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Jude Hawkins. And my name's Wayne Emery. That's it. Welcome back, guys. Uh, it's we're on a bit of a roll at the moment. We haven't taken yeah. a week off in a while. We definitely got the trek mate uh, bug at the moment in a good way. That's it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And to be honest, it's one of the things that um, at the moment, trek wise, has been consuming a lot of my uh, actual watching habits as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd I'd throw in uh, the Orville now to that mm. like i kind of class that as trek now i've uh after you talking about watching it and then telling me that it was on um, what is it disney plus yeah i got very excited about that and thought you know i'll, I'll go and watch it and I, i've just been texting you saying like this second time round because i only sort of half-assed watched it before I, I don't know there was so much going on with like discovery coming out at that time and mm-hmm. stuff going on in my life where i just i didn't I don't know. I didn't know what to make of it. It was weird that first time round. I enjoyed it, but you you didn't know if it was going to be more funny um, mm-hmm. than it was more silly. I, I think Darren was saying that in an email that he, he sent us uh, this week regarding last week's pod. And, and I'm with him on that. Like you, mm-hmm. al- It almost sort of like takes you off guard, like how close it is to the track that we love of TNG and Voyager and, uh, and DS9 to an extent, you know, mm-hmm. just the way that the well, stories work, the, 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 you know, the camera work, the, you know, the scripts and j- just everything. It's so TNG-like, and I mean that in a, a really positive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm absolutely wa- loving watching that. I think I'm only about six episodes into season one, uh, but I, oh. I can't wait to, to carry on with it. The only reason I haven't is because me and you have both sort of agreed off air because we're going to be meeting up at DST, mm-hmm. um, and they've got a bit bit of a Voyager theme going this year. Let's try and watch the entire thing, both of us, before we get there. And I, I think we can do it. And I've been really enjoying that as well, to be honest. Like, um, mm-hmm. th- there's not been too many dud episodes at all. Just, just been really enjoying and watched uh, uh, the Scorpion and uh, what is it, the Gift that comes after that. Yeah. Um, well, funnily enough, with the uh, with the Orville on our first uh, watch through, um, mm. 
like yourself, I'm not sure what it is. I almost seem to be absorbing it a lot more this time. Like before, we watched it, but I couldn't actually recall hardly any of what had happened with the Orville. And yeah. going back now, it just seems to be sinking in that much better. I don't know whether it's because of how we feel about current Trek or whether I think it's... that definitely helps. But, like, yeah, we've been so bothered by uh, the newer official Trek out there, you know, and, and just feeling mm-hmm. like this is not... It's, I don't even... You know, this is opinion, obviously, but it's not that it's not my Trek. I feel like it's not Trek. Mm-hmm. the new stuff it, yes it's got the name on it but like anyone could do that with anything mm-hmm. you know like mcdonald's could start serving i don't know marshmallow Sub- burgers Subway. exclusively do you know yeah. what i mean like and they can call it mcdonald's but it's not <laughs> you know? yeah. it's not the thing that's you know people have known for years and years mm-hmm. um but, uh... I do I do understand where you're coming from uh, with that, and that's I I really don't understand uh, watching it again. I was just like, why didn't I like get so absorbed into this more last time? Because it's just so good. It I, really I think it is. Was a, it's you know a mixture of like we've kind of come to terms now with like. We're not really fans of modern Trek, even when you're trying hard. And, and I did. I'm not going to lie. I tried to like Discovery, and that just pushed, 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 pushed me away. Uh, Picard, obviously, I really wanted to like it. I, you know, I'm invested in the characters already. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I want to know where that story's going. But like, even while you're watching that, this, it was like, this isn't what I wanted it to be. This isn't what I hoped. And you really, really don't want to be that guy, like saying like, oh, this sucks. But like eventually, like you've got to be honest with yourself. Um, but with uh, the Orville, that first time round, obviously it was being shown at the exact same time, I think, as mm-hmm. Discovery season one. So yeah. you, I think we were trying to be objective and and try not to compare them too much and say, oh well, they're both good in their own way. Um, but but now that my mind's pretty much made up on Discovery and and Picard to a lesser extent, like now mm-hmm. going back and watching uh, those first six episodes of All it's like this is bloody brilliant. Like yeah, Seth MacFarlane has just absolutely absorbed everything that we loved about TNG, and and just said like I want more of that. You know, I don't want yeah. it to end after seven seasons. Like um, okay, you got a new crew. But, like, lots of the crew um, have similarities with characters from TNG, even Voyager and DS9. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, obvious ones is, like, Bortus, is, like, Worf. And, like, it, it's perfect, though. It doesn't matter that, like, you know, he's clearly borrowed because he obviously loved that character. And it's almost as if, um, like, he's still writing for Worf. Like obviously mm-hmm. the the his species whatever it is 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 it Mucklan or something Mucklan yeah um you know it has its differences to Klingons but it has a lot of similarities and like yeah it just feels like the script is straight from TNG but um I mm-hmm. mean the irony is I can kind of remember like I'll have to go back and listen to them and I'll probably cringe now, but I can remember me saying stuff about discovery, like when it first came on and we were watching it and I was discussing it on the pod with you and I was saying like, Oh, 
you know, this is what Trek looks like in modern times. You know, like it's got elements of what we like, but but now it's been brought into the future. You know, not the future in mm-hmm. the series, but in in our time where you know um, television programs have changed, or you could say evolved. Yeah, um, but but I think changed is better. You know, a lot of you know if you want to um, look at it from the other way, like you could say like programs have become way too action orientated and like the kind of dumbed down in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as I say, I was trying to be objective at that time, but now looking at the Orville and comparing it to the other stuff, it's like this is spot on. I couldn't couldn't tell you what to do oh yeah that's what the point i was trying to make that is what trek should look like now where he's taken everything on Mm -hmm. from tng but he's added like an extra element of humor what wasn't there in tng and i think seth mcfarlane's almost like us when he will have watched uh tng like uh you know this is great but why does no one ever go to the toilet why does no one ever mention going to the toilet Mm -hmm. you know and obviously, you didn't have uh, friction between characters in TNG. Everyone got on, which is just ridiculous. You, I love Gene Roddenberry, but that's ridiculous. Like, you you know, you are going to have arguments and disagreements and differences to people. You can't just get along. It's not that simple. So, you know, there's all sorts of different relationships there, which, you know, obviously DS9 mm-hmm. did a bit. So he, he's taken that on as well, because I know he's a fan of that too. Um, but yeah, like all, all the humor, I, I'm saying like people going to the toilet, but you know what I mean? Stuff, what goes unsaid in the TNG yeah. era where, uh, I don't know, just stuff like relationships. Like when I think his name's Le- Lamar, the, um, uh, yeah, the, uh, John, Helmsman, John Lamar. he, uh, like when they go down to the planet and like he gets, um, put into custody and has to like go on trial, but it's all because he sort of did a humping dance on a statue, which like in that scene, like he's not being over the top. He's just joking with his friends, you know, like, because she was saying like, Oh, she didn't like the way her ex-boyfriend danced. And that's why she dumped him. And he was like, Oh, was it like this? Or was it like that? And like that today is quite a normal thing. Like if you were with your friends, like you would like, you would laugh at it and stuff. And maybe people would put a video of it online, but you wouldn't go to jail or, you know, get lobotomized or whatever, but um, but you wouldn't see mm-hmm. that in TNG. Like, just that sort of behavior doesn't exist. But but why? You know, like I, mm-hmm. that's what I like about the Orville is like Seth MacFarlane asked that question. Like, why can't the characters act like that? It, it's normal. Yeah, you know, exactly. or occasionally... even though even though we're that far in the future, humans yeah. are still humans. Yeah, or like uh, just like one cheeky beer in the shuttlecraft or whatever. It's just like it's just one beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that would yeah. happen. You know, I could I could imagine two people having that conversation. Um, I first think, well, we can uh, we can have two and still be under the limit. So yeah, yeah, we're okay. And like, um, I, I know we did appreciate it the first time around when we watched it. We well, I think we both thought it was hilarious at the time, but now it's another thing where. TNG, I don't think would ever go there, but like Seth MacFarlane's like, yeah, why not? Where, um, what's this? What's the uh, robot guy called? Uh, he, he is, oh, fuck, why is it? it, it it's on the tip of my tongue. It's like uh, Julian okay. or something like that. I can't remember. No, it's no, Simon, it's... not Simon. Or, uh, <laughs> something okay, like that. You've got Bortis, you've got, 
Alara, the security officer, and it will come back to me. It'll yeah, it's like a two-three-syllable name, and it's like an O or a, it's something like that. I can't. Oh, that's not Julian, so bad. but it's something like that. But I was just going to say the scene where um, uh, the other guy. Oh God, what's his name now? The ginger guy. Which one? <laughs> like oh. where he's trying to explain practical jokes to him. Isaac. Yes. Isaac, Isaac is his name. That's he's it. He's the robot. And he amputates his leg in the middle of the night and then yeah. hides it in the ceiling somewhere. <laughs> like, that is just brilliant. Like, that is something that they wouldn't put in TNG, but, like, in this day and age, I think, why not? Like, and even though it did seem extreme that first time I watched it, like, oh, my God, that's a bit crazy. But it's like, is it, though? You know, like, he knows he can grow a leg back or he can have it sewn back on because mm-hmm. it's a different time. So, no, actually, it's a pretty good joke, and it's not being over the top in, in that world that they're living in. I just, yeah. No, no and it. it is. It's, it, it, it hits that right note of comedy and also it, like actually caring about the characters. Yeah, and I tell you one thing, it does what Discovery bloody well doesn't. Gets you to care about the characters, and even though we're mm-hmm. forgetting them today, you generally remember the characters' names very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have a good way of doing it where they do just keep repeating the characters' names like unnecessarily, even as a joke. I think it's a kind of joke, but it works. Yeah, like well, on the very the thing, first episode that... where they're rescuing mm-hmm. Bashir's dad, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, sorry, you. Uh, what's your name again? It's hard to remember everyone's names." And he, she's just like, "I'm Alara." He's like, "Oh, okay, Alara. Could you do this, Alara?" Like it, yeah. it's more times that needs to be said, but it's drilling it into your brain. It's yeah, a joke, but, but, but it works time, at the same time because you're going like, oh, time, this character's that... pretty cool. We're Sorry. now what? We're coming up to season four of Discovery and we still don't know three quarters of the crew's names. Oh, no, no. I, I jumped off board without knowing like majority of the people's names on there. Mm-hmm. Even some of the ones I liked, you know, like, uh, you know, there was a a new uh, engineer lady. Um, I think she was an Yeah, she was an engineer. Yeah, and I can't remember like, what her name. Seemed like quite an interesting character, but it was like I'm fucked if I know what she was called. She's underutilized in the next uh, series mm. uh, that that you didn't watch. So it, 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 she's another missed opportunity as well because she's underutilized. But yeah, no, it, and that's the thing: we still don't know half of the crew's names as well, mm. and it just it, it, it's a shame. It's a real fucking shame that it's that way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what for the people watching? I, I'm. It's going to take a lot for me to come back to that program, or, or it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be some sort of uh, something for Trek, mate. Where uh, I don't know. We just challenge ourselves mm-hmm. to watch it and just try not to get angry about it. I don't know <laughs> but, if that will um, happen. Oh I no, not anytime what? soon. It's not anytime yeah. soon. I've got better yeah, things I... to do, but. It, it seems we do do things specifically uh, for the podcast. Mm. Shall we actually, because over Comic-Con, uh, uh, New York Comic-Con, they mm. actually um, released a new, uh, a trailer for season four of Discovery. Oh, did they? Yeah, and I haven't okay. watched it yet. Oh, do you know what? I actually 
um, on the uh, Destination Star Trek Twitter feed, I just reload that every day or two just to see if there's mm-hmm. been any announcements or anything. And I did see that I could see there was some sort of discovery video there. And like, I just saw it. And I was like, that. Nah, not watching that. Okay. But, uh, but I'll gladly watch it now. If I, I'm guessing that's what you're about to say. Yeah, I'm going to, because uh, I haven't watched it. Can you stream and share it? No, what I'll do oh. is I will WhatsApp the link to you. Okay. I'll WhatsApp the link to you, and then we can uh, do the usual countdown uh, to do it. So uh, let me WhatsApp this, because I haven't watched it, but I did see somebody complain that they fucked up the Ferengi. Oh, don't put the Ferengi in there, guys. Leave one of my favourite species alone, please. Okay, Okay. so I am going to load this up and put it uh, down to zero. Okay. I'm good to go when you are. So, for okay. anyone that's wanting to watch along, I've just grabbed this trailer f- off of uh, Rotten Tomatoes TV. Hang so, on, just, uh, I, I'm watching it, but I just got to... Right, I've paused it on one second. It kind of won't let me do anything. Less uh, well, if you slide it across and then slide mm. it all the way back, that's how I end up doing it. It's like if you go fast forward it and then slide it all the way to the beginning. Oh, yeah, good tip. Yeah, yeah. that worked. Cool. Okay, and then you ready to go? Yep. So it's a okay. two minute twenty second trailer, everyone. Okay. Three. So you can give us a countdown then, Jude. Three, two, one, play. Apologies for silence, everyone. I know this is just as we're watching it and trying to gauge what's going on. Yeah. At four. Okay, then. At first, I thought this was just recounting them getting sent into the future, but it's not because Burnham's the captain. What was with the uniform change? They it, they literally just up. Was that it. the Ferengi then? Sorry. Yeah, that was the Ferengi there. <sighs> If it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. Yeah, that looks like a Cardassian uh, mix breed there. Oh, God, yeah, that I didn't one. even notice that until you said it. I thought they were just freckles. In some ways, I mean, trailers can be deceiving, but in some ways it looks better than what I've seen and what I've given up on. But as you said, trailers But I feel like it's be... just going to... Yeah, it's just... If I give my time to it, I think it's going to fool me. And I'll just be like, damn it! <laughs> I knew it yeah. wouldn't change. You, you fell for it again. Yeah. Bloody uniforms. That's what I have to say, one thing I, I, one thing I liked in that trailer just then, I liked the effect of them losing gravity for a second and everyone floating up mm-hmm. on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that graphic. 
Okay, so it's something they wouldn't have had the budget to do in the past on the TV shows. No. Okay, that doesn't really give anything away, really. One day, maybe. Not right now. I mean, it's not won me over. Like, like I was just saying and joking there. Like, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. fool me once, fool me twice, sort of thing. Like, I, I'm not ready for a third time just yet. I'll let no. all my friends and everyone else in the world be guinea pigs. I know there's going to be people that hate it, people that love it, but you know, I'll try and mm-hmm. get the general opinion from somewhere there in the middle. And you know, if anyone like yourself chooses to sacrifice their time and tell me yeah no it's and the thing is with that um with that trailer it doesn't actually give away enough for me to be pissy with it or to be enamored with it yeah that's all so it's just going to be a question of let's just wait and see Mm -hmm. what happens because and when did that say that was coming out next month or next year i think it's this year i I thought i thought i I saw november i I think it's next month yeah i think it's next month but the uh but once again i just i don't know it's not it's not done anything to annoy me and it's not done anything to win me over so just wait and see what happens yeah but I'm not expecting anything good. No, so me neither. But I'm not going to sit here and badmouth something I've, uh, you know, not watched not properly seen for a yet. while. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, and something I've not seen yet. No, exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll give it its juice. Well, mm-hmm. you won't. Well, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I tell you... Uh, one thing uh, I know that uh, I've uh, discussed it in passing uh, with yourself, Jude, but not mm. on the pod. Is since our last conversation um, about like preparations for DST and things, mm. uh, I started reading uh, a Stitch in Time. Ah, yes, yes, very cool. Like, yeah, uh, it I, is... I'd, I'd like to give it a go at, at some point. I just. As cool as I imagine it to be, like I just don't really have time for it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Unless, like we always say, if if it was an audio book, that'd be different. I could kind of do it on dog walks and in the car and stuff. But uh... yeah, oh no, that, that's the thing. When things are audio books, it's so much easier to fit in. But um, yeah, for anyone who's not aware, a Stitching Time is the novel uh, published by Simon Schuster uh, way back in. I think it's about. 2001 maybe somewhere around there um that was written by andrew robinson Mm. and uh it's it's the way that he tells it is it's almost like a biography but it's written in the style of he is sharing his memoirs with dr bashir Mm-hmm. So uh, his initial, uh, so it jumps between th- uh, three main points in time, and I'm assuming those times are going to like evolve throughout the book because at the moment I'm only like about fifteen percent of the way through the book. Yeah, um, and it's based around uh, the current, which is him on uh, Cardassia helping rebuild uh, uh, everything and uh, like 
it's a real shit show. Their whole society's like they're not what it used to be, and they're he's helping rebuild it, like build a new Cardassia, which is really nice to see because we one thing we always say is we want to see more of what is going on now yeah. with stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, so, and then also it jumps back to. Uh, when he was on Deep Space Nine, but it's uh, just before the main confrontation going to retake Cardassia. And then also when he was uh, a young man. So he's, I, I don't think it actually said specifically what age, but the age that I got from it is like late teens, like he's about like 16 or so, and he's been sent off uh, to train to be a part of the Obsidian Order. And it's, and so you got a bit of a glimpse into like his family life and where, uh, Narber and Tane and everything fits in and like with his mum and who he thought was his dad and things. And it's really, really enjoyable and it's exceptionally well written. And he, uh, uh, Andrew manages to get all of the feelings of uh, the characters perfectly. So he nails Bashir, he nails Odo. So when he's writing these interactions between the characters, you can hear them. You can hear them in your head. He's got it spot on. It's it's far easier to get that wrong than it is to get it right, isn't it? Yeah. Like speaking from my experience of reading the graphic novels, when they get it right, it's it's a real good feeling. But when they get it wrong, it's like, oh, I can't get into this now. Yeah. I know. And he manages to just really take you in and uh, build that tapestry of uh, what life was on uh, Deep Space Nine. It's like when he's uh, quoting like what Odo's saying and his mannerisms. You can just fucking visualize Rene playing mm. it that way, and it's just—it's a real, real enjoyable read so Brilliant. far. Yeah. And well, I'm I gonna could, have to do the same as you get the Kindle, didn't you, for ninety-nine p or something? Well, that's the thing. I thought, oh, I'm gonna have a look and pick it up, and it turns out the actual physical version uh, is because it was only printed it's like gold dust. Like, it was printed on like paperback and it maybe didn't sell that well back then, but because it's such a good story, now it's in high demand that the physical version goes for a hundred quid or more yeah, each time. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, but you can pick it up for 99p on the Kindle store. So yeah. And, and you can install that on any smartphone. So it's, it's not as if you've got to get a Kindle either. No. Oh, well, we've got some one somewhere, but, uh, but yeah, why not just do it on your phone? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. I do have a Kindle, but I uh, just for ease, it's easier to just have it on um, my uh, Galaxy. I've got it on. So, yeah, and really, really enjoying it and can't recommend it enough. It sounds fantastic. It's Well, it's one of them things. I kind of want to know more, but I don't, you know, because I want to read it myself eventually. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, you don't want it spoiled. You absolutely don't want it spoiled because it's just. I'm still really... here. I've just switched the video off. Sorry. That's all right. Just You're getting naked. Then. Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, why? Well, fucking why not? <laughs> yeah. I'm at home alone. Uh, we're recording today in the daytime. Uh, Which is a once. real rarity for us. 
Yeah, yeah, no, but it's good. I, I would have recorded last night, but I just was not well at all. Just came out of nowhere. It was horrible. Yeah. And bad bad enough that I was like, well. fuck it, I'm taking the day off. Yeah. And I, I think I was right to do so as well because it carried on a bit. Feeling a bit mm-hmm. better now. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling a bit better. So, yeah, and as Jude said, we, uh, we, because we're both going to DST, we both uh, decided that we're, we're going to... Uh, like get up to date on our Voyager rewatch, and we decide that we're going to try and set the goal of yeah. finishing they're, it. They're supposedly all supposed to be there. Which uh, did you want to just briefly tell, give people an update on what we were talking about last week with the uh, where yeah, we were saying sure. that we suspect that uh, you know not your whole cast is not going to be on that Voyager photo, and just just mm-hmm. you know a, a polite, nice warning to people to like be careful. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you choose to spend hopes. that money. Yeah, if yeah. you really want it, I'd say, and you want the whole cast, like save your 350 quid or whatever it is until the last Just moment. Just until the day. Just until yeah. the day. If I can get it together, I'm still going to choose that one if, if they were there. But uh, we we both said that, you know, there's little clues there that would suggest um, mm-hmm. that they're not all going to be there. But then Wayne's un- uh, uncovered some more clues. You know, it's just it's just what? guessing here. We don't know, but of who specifically might not be in that photo, which was pretty much the first lineup of people that I guessed wouldn't be in it. Yeah, well, it's one of the things of uh, after uh, discussing uh, Jude discussing it last week on the pod with um, like the, the the changing of the wording for the group photo. Yeah, uh, which was, was a looking... minimum of six uh, guests. You know, and that's out mm-hmm. of 10 or 11, whatever it would be. Yeah. Well, I was uh, just uh, looking and pricing up in my head um, what uh, certain uh, like uh, autographs are going to be costing because mm. I've decided like I'm going to sell one or two bits to um, like actually get the Voyager canvas that I uh, had wanted a while back and get a whole bunch of them to sign it. So I was like, okay, then, well, let's just figure out who I would be able to get. And then looking at the prices, um, underneath um, uh, six of the uh, main cast, there were listed the price for their individual photo shoot, the price for mm-hmm. their individual autograph, and then the price for the uh, like combined uh, photo Voyager with everybody. Shoot. Yeah, the Voyager group shoot with minimum of six cast. And then mm-hmm. underneath that, there is the Voyager group shoot on bridge, minimum of six cast. Mm. Uh, so you've got like the full price list. But on Kate Mulgrew, Roxanne Dawson, and Jerry Ryan, the only prices on there for their photo shoots was the uh, individual photo individual autograph nothing else which made me straight away think okay does that mean that these guys are not taking part i I really suspect that as soon as you told me that i thought okay they're they're your people then they're the ones where they've Mm -hmm. already made it clear to cbs showmasters whoever you know but like i don't think i want to do that one Mm -hmm. um and obviously, we know that in America, they've found different ways to do the photos uh, where, you know, 
there'll be five feet in between you. Sometimes there'll be a perspex screen, which mm. Showmasters has, has said that they're not going to do. But um, different guests, you know, they've said the, the guests are entitled to do what they want, which includes just saying, I'm not comfortable with this, which I respect that. I'm not yeah. criticizing any of them. But I think that those three guests will maybe even do that. So at least if you've got a photo shoot with them, you'll mm-hmm. get all your money back after a day or two. Um, yeah, but at the same time, if you're booking that group photo shoot, expecting which, to get all of the Voyager casts... Yeah, which I think that they're kind of like covering themselves to an extent early. Uh, Showmasters, mm-hmm. CBS, everyone involved, you know, not putting that on there now. You know, mm-hmm. and the fact that they have got that in brackets, six guests minimum. So now that it's there, like they're not breaking any rules, you know. No, now that that's there... Uh, they won't be forced to give any refunds for anything because, and the cheeky thing is, the three that they've uh, that aren't listed as having the photo shoot because you never know on the day they might be all up for it. They I hope, all I hope want to do it. Our theories are proved wrong. Yeah, because that's all yeah, they really yeah. are is just like educated theories i guess yeah exactly we're just slinging shit at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah um but so but the thing is if those three people don't do it they're the three most expensive people yes so suddenly your pretty good value photo of the entire cast on the bridge yeah suddenly because if you had individual photos with all of the people that were going to be in there, the six people, that would amount to just over 150 quid. Yeah. Where you're paying, what is it, 315 or something? Three, no, 350, 365, yeah, I think. That's it. For the, for the bridge one. Yeah. So it's nowhere. So if you are going on there expecting all nine casts and then you're being charged almost double for that privilege, mm-hmm. that's a real piss take. Which is why I'm saying this on here. I'm not one of those show masters or, you know, con uh, organizer bashers, you know, saying, oh, don't. I'm just saying, be careful. Because if I was in that position, I wish someone had told me, you know, what they'd yeah. found. Um, and the thing is, it, as you said, it's not like we just want into uh, to bash them. Because we know it's how not, hard no. it is to just put on a little fucking convention. We, yeah, alone... we know what it's like. And also, like, when we've. You know, we, we, me and Wayne and Trekmate, um, previous hosts, have got um, a bunch of free tickets over the years. And we're always grateful for that. And then when we do our reviews, we try to be objective and, you know, mm-hmm. tell the truth but not bash. And I, I think mm-hmm. we've always done a pretty good job at that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to do everyone a favor, potentially. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm going to be uh, glued to the internet on the Friday just to see like mm-hmm. who is doing photo shoots. I'm not actually sure, though, if that um, group shoot happens on the Friday. I'm not sure if it's just I Saturday and Sunday. But, you know, if Kate Mulgrew's not doing photos full stop and, and Jerry Ryan and stuff, they're not doing it full stop on the Friday, then that gives you a clue, then they're not going to be doing that one either then on mm-hmm. the Saturday. And that's the thing. I uh, I personally... It, I I have a feeling that we're right, but mm-hmm. as you said, until it happens, who knows? And also, like 
if I can't get that one, I'd like to maybe get a few individual ones. And mm-hmm. I know I'm, I might sound a bit reckless or stupid, you know, especially when we've been speaking about being careful with the pandemic and COVID for like over a year now. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of, I'd, I'd only like, to, I think, to have photos with the people I can have some mild physical interaction with, you know, just like an arm around the back mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I'm not, not going to be looking to get in people's faces and going, hello, how are you? You know, I just, I just yeah. want to put my arm around the back and just say cheers as I'm walking away, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And if I can't do that, that's absolutely fine. You know, if they don't want to have physical interaction, I just won't bother um, paying for it because I just think I could just Photoshop that anyway, or someone could Photoshop that. Yeah, and just take an old more picture of me. Than ourselves. Oh yeah, someone who's got a clue about technology. Um, yeah, but we'll see. No, I, yeah. Yeah, I, no, I did. I do, I do agree. I did. I have been doing a little research on um, YouTube. Uh, mm. It made me laugh because uh, I was like, I'm sat here watching a YouTube video of a American Trek-based podcast. With one mm. short-haired guy in a super t-shirt, uh, Superman t-shirt, and one fat guy with long hair and a beard <laughs> talking about Trek, and I was like, oh, the American something, version something about this is familiar." <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, they they had gone to whatever they're calling it now, Las Vegas Trek uh, mm-hmm. convention in Las Vegas, which was only in August, I think, the beginning yes, it of was August. August. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I was I was just very curious to see what did it look like. How were people interacting with each other? Were the uh, actors, were the, you know, the Star Trek guests, sort of thing? Were they interacting mm-hmm. with uh, the fans? And how much? You know, what did that look like? Who's wearing masks? Mm-hmm. Who's not? And uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised to see like uh, Andrew Robinson, like Garrett uh, Wong, just sort of interacting with people. Like you can tell they're being careful. Like, there's like a arm round mm-hmm. the back. But it's like a slight yeah. bit of a distance kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. um, some of the actors from like Discovery, I didn't recognise as where were wearing masks, and like that's fair enough. I totally respect that. Uh, but to me, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Like to just go all that way to to meet someone for that photo of you both wearing masks. I mean, it's fine. I'm not criticising people. Go ahead and do that if that's how you're comfortable and that's how they're comfortable. But I just personally feel like oh. I'm not doing anything with that. Like, you know, I'm not like potentially framing it or. Yeah. You know, well, that's the whole thing. I personally wouldn't have been comfortable. uh, And this is with this whole situation. None of us have been in this situation before. So there is no right or wrong answer for Mm. any of this for. Yeah what you're what you're comfortable with and not comfortable with when it comes to the cons but personally i wouldn't have been comfortable going uh to a con if i had not have had covid because i've now had it i feel comfortable going but it's as you say it's a real balancing act and it'll be interesting to see how things actually end up going uh, on the day and seeing what uh, measures are in place. One thing that we've not mentioned on this pod, if people haven't seen it anywhere, is they did send out, DST did send out an email regarding <laughs> the event, like saying what their COVID 
procedures were. And it, it did seem a bit mixed, but like there was some slightly reassuring stuff like the um you could only get in with your um proof of double jabs yeah uh, what's up Absolutely to date support that. or a, a um a, a negative test lateral mm-hmm. flow test or whatever you call it what's been done within 48 hours so that was mm-hmm. reassuring to me seeing that, that they're doing that just like i've been to other events now this year where they've done the same thing and it's it's nice to know that that you know they're taking mm-hmm. measures to to avoid horrible stuff. I mean, yeah. what much more can you do than that? Mm-hmm. No, exactly, exactly. But and personally, me and Judah are now in a situation where we're both really looking forward to it now. Yeah, we're, I we're am both a really lot. looking forward to the con. So, uh, and if anyone is. Uh, going uh, and wants to bump into us at any point by all means give us a sh- uh, shout on yeah, like, yeah facebook or anything and we'll like just put up a like uh, think let you know roughly where we're going to be at yeah one just point look out for us day. don't be embarrassed to say hello even if it's just a hello like hello trek mate guys bye yeah you know if that's what you want to <laughs> do it's fine you're fucking losers <laughs> yeah whatever you like yeah. i suppose that's it I can't guarantee we won't retaliate if you say that last <laughs> one. <laughs> Come on, then. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Trek, mate. Uh, like Star Trek podcasters create ruck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, nice. Um, you wanted to touch on something else, I think. What's oh, um, um, I'm not going to read um, Darren's email out. Or, or message that he sent us this week, but it was a really nice one. Like he knows what it says. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just going to ask you: Did you get the answer mm-hmm. to my question last week before Darren told you in that message, or did you never get uh, it? I'll be honest with you: I had forgotten to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. I thought that might be the case when I read Darren's response. He got it. I mean, my question was: Was I was watching the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones? And in a scene mm-hmm. where Indiana throws somebody out the window, he turns to everyone else in the blimp restaurant thing and says, no ticket. And it bugged me for like an hour that night. Like, oh, that's in a movie I've watched over and over and over again. And someone must be quoting this, but I didn't realize that. And I couldn't work out what it was. So I was like, I've got to search it online. And as soon as I saw it on my phone, I was like, oh, of course it is. It had to be a bloody kevin smith movie it's that dogma where silent mm-hmm. bob throws uh loki and is it barnabas i can't remember the uh, barnaby barnaby off the train and then yeah just turns to the other passengers and says no ticket which is like particularly funny because obviously at mm-hmm. that time silent bob didn't uh he would only speak like once a movie so i guess once or twice a movie and that was one of his two times i think in that yeah. movie and uh but yeah, yeah i, I so didn't know if you'd get wrong. it but but yeah as soon as i read that darren got it straight away like i, I thought i bet wayne forgot about it yeah i totally forgot well done about it anyway and thank yeah. you for the for the awesome message yeah always appreciated yeah definitely we both really appreciate it it's very nice it's nice, nice. Yeah. yeah um no, it, 
Did you want to to have a little catch up about uh, Voyager episodes? Did you want to see something? Oh, I'll 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 tell you two things and then we'll do a catch up on episodes. Uh, Mm -hmm. I told you the other day, I was kind of talking to you back and forth in text. I I decided finally after years to finally buy an overpriced magnetic uh, DS9 Voyager era com badge. Mm hmm. Like I've I've seen them for years in shops, and I always just think like, oh, it's a bit expensive. Like, do I really need that? No, I don't. You know. But when we were talking about DST and stuff like that, and I thought I'm not going in uniform or anything like that. I'm just going to wear this nice jacket I bought the other day, and I thought, you know what would go well with that? A com badge, a nice shiny com badge. So I splashed out on that. So I look forward to that coming in the post and showing you that. Um, well, it's it, I. It, I really do want one of them at some point as well, but I've always just put it off in uh, for like okay then. At some point, I will get a um, a, a uniform, so that's yeah. when I'll get it. So, but no, it, and it, it, and they do look really uh, really nice, and I assume they work well. Yes, I've I've heard good things from uh, from other people. Um... But uh, I'm just setting an alarm for myself, so not late picking Cisco up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I actually bought something recently that I've even spoke about on uh, the pod. And funnily enough, we were just talking about Darren. He was sending us links, trying trying to show us where to get them but um, for mm-hmm. a good price, but they'd sold out. But I finally, on eBay, secondhand, yeah. out of the box... Spoken about getting it for years. Ah, the Defiant. Finally got myself a little Defiant. Uh, I tell you what, mate. You're not the only one who's been looking at them this week. Oh, really? Yeah, do you know what I was wondering? Like, I wonder if Wayne's bidding against me on this. I hope not. Because we could have just, like, agreed to not do that. Like, you get that one, I'll get this one. No, I've, I've this week I've been starting to actually look. At it. Well, at the moment I'm saving my money to go towards DST. Yeah. But uh, I was looking at um, buying at some point a, a couple of the XL ships. Yeah. The extra large ones because they're just so stunning. Oh yeah, very very cool. But uh, I I just thought I'd keep it small to start with, and I, I've always said like. I didn't want to buy any of them because it feels like if you get one, you're just going to want more, which I do. <laughs> Looking at this now and holding it and stuff, playing around with it, I'm just like, really yeah, do. I could get a Voyager. I could get the yeah. D. And that's the thing. I Looking at them, I'm like, okay, then. A part of me is like, no, I want the XL ones. And then I'm like, okay, I would like all of the Enterprise line from the original through to the E. Uh, through to the e. <laughs> and then oh, I nearly actually texted you last night um, because someone on eBay was selling like a, a, a painting model kit of the Defiant. So that was quite a big size for six quid. It had like an and hour I to go. That. I think it was made already, I think. But the thing is, he was pickup only. He wasn't sending it in the post. I did. It, honestly, I can't mate, remember I where it was, but I checked it. Yeah, I, I checked to see how far away it was from your house because I was going to say, Wayne, you might want to get this for yourself. Um, but because I thought like it's... even Wayne's not going to want to drive like two hours or whatever it was no. to get to it. 
And it's already built, I think. If I remember rightly, he, he said he'd started it. it like, yeah, like 12 years ago or something, and then just put it back in the box and never carried on. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, it, and that's the thing for six quid. Mm. If it looks good. And the thing is, he'd done a good enough job by the looks of it. So, yeah. if it's only going to be hanging somewhere, then. Yeah, so someone out there, I presume, has got a bargain because that was only on like six quid with like an hour and a half to go or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so that is an absolute bargain. If you're listening That's to the show cool. and you were that person, let us know. Congratulations. Yeah, well done. <laughs> That's, well, let's face it. There, there is uh, only a small pool of us Trekkies. Uh, so, it's well, we say small pool. It is pretty big numbers. But so there is a likelihood that there could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, I'm well chuffed with that Defiant, and uh, I honestly think, yes, I probably will get a few more now, but it will just start with the main show ships before I start going on to other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I don't think... I think I would be comfortable enough to like just get the main ones and not... I certainly wouldn't be worried about all of the different... Because that, that, that series, I've got so many... Bloody they do. I appreciate anyone that does that. I mean, it's, 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 I'm sure, a fun hobby. There's a lot worse things you could be collecting out there than than the, the all the different starships and different oh, yeah. styles and stuff. But uh, but no, I I've, I wouldn't want to get carried away personally. Not unless I won mm-hmm. the lottery. Then I'll just have the lot. I te- speaking of the starship collection, um, I saw uh, Simon from the Engage Boys. Mm. He had posted what had come uh, that he had bought, and it was the Starship Collection uh, Advent Calendar. No way! And it comes as this like Borg cube size thing. Is that available right and now? It is, and the thing is, I don't think there's a ship in every single day. I think sometimes I'm it's like a keyring and stuff. Because I was about I'm... to get the Playmobil Back to the Future one. I was going to do it this weekend, and it never happened. But now you're saying that. Well, I think you're about to change your mind in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll search well, it for once while talking to you. Hope, hope that it well, doesn't. Whilst I, uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to have a look at that. Went onto their website to find out more about it. And mm. then saw the price of it. Because he was like, I got it as a bargain. It's currently half price. That's what like, Simon had said. Yeah, that's what Simon had said. And he's right. It is currently half price. Oh, bloody hell. However, how much does it cost you? <laughs> well, if I'm reading this right, it's 120 quid. And that is half price. That's the half price. Yeah, that is half price. Its full price is 240 Flipping heck. I guess maybe I am getting the Back to the Future Playmobil then. I'm looking at it <laughs> now, though. Oh dear. But yeah, so I saw Simon had bought that. I was like, wow, that's that's a big commitment. <laughs> well, you know, if if he could if he wants to just look at that as his main Christmas present to himself, like that's oh, yeah. a pretty good one. Pretty Oh yeah, so you pull out the drawers and they've got the numbers on. hmm Yeah, it's a good design. Uh I don't know what that is. They look like coasters or something. One of the pictures. Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't make out what everything is that comes with it. Oh, so you've got a mug as well. So all sorts in there. Socks. Mm-hmm. 
um, Enterprise D socks. Uh, they don't want to give too much away. Oh, more coaster-looking things. Another glass. I don't know if the glass is supposed to be part of the thing. Oh, yeah, it must be mm -hmm. a coaster because glass is on it. I'm guessing it's just there for that reason in that picture. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I can see, but um, flipping heck, yeah. That is a, uh, a, a lot of moolah to be uh, putting down on... Uh, I, an advent calendar. I will have a look again later on eBay, just in case. If you've got, like, quarter price, <laughs> I might <laughs> I might do it. But uh, oh, that is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hefty investment. But the thing is, I remember when I had disposable income. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you've got to remember. It's, it, it, Simon and Jamie, they haven't got the... Uh, they haven't got to support a family or anything. It's so. a big difference, isn't it? So, yeah, I completely get why you'd get it just like that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll just but, have to um, we'll have to get him on in December and just, like, say, show us your thing. Show us yeah. your calendar. <laughs> so we'll just enjoy it through him. Yeah. No, well, that's the thing. He uh, he put that he's going to be uh, putting up a photo every day to show what has come. Oh, okay. It, well, so. I'll... Um... I'll maybe I'll, you know break that, social yeah. media silence, like just have a look, you know, when we get near Christmas Day, just to see what he's put up. Or, or I'll just WhatsApp see what he's getting. Yeah, that'd be even better. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you. Then you don't need to go near at all. Yeah, yeah, it is a very nice feeling. I definitely recommend it to everyone and anyone out there. You know, like either just detach mm -hmm. yourself from it pretty much completely, or just take big breaks. It, it feels yeah. nice. Like I've been wanting to do that and leaning towards doing that for years, and now, like, I just feel like like an older version of me, a younger version of me. You know, when the internet didn't exist in that way. Mm -hmm. What when you, when you had the internet and you could like maybe go to your favorite program's website, maybe your favorite band's website, but most things just didn't exist. Certainly not social media. People having to go at each other and judging each other constantly and. Yeah, oh, no, well, that's it. it's, it's nice to uh, be able to break away from that every so often. Oh, definitely, and, yeah. And I, I barely go on social media at all. Uh, Good. Now, I've learned Good. just like once every so often. Yeah, I, I would on. say that like, I, I don't know if I am going on social media or not, but I just, the only thing I look at is without signing in, I look at like the Twitter pages of, the things I like, you know, like DST, um, mm -hmm. you know, just to see if they update, is there a new tweet out today saying this thing is happening? So it's more of just an information thing. Like I don't want to see and hear people's opinions of things. And you Yeah, know, I wouldn't you know say that that counts. No, I, I, I don't feel like counts. it does. Yeah, because you're not actually physically interacting with something. You're just mm. you know, gathering information. Ah, I just remembered something actually for uh, to tell you and to tell um, the listeners. Uh, we've been talking mm -hmm. about uh, Star Trek merch a bit today, um, and uh, I just wanted to let people know that I was just searching Star Trek on forbid ForbiddenPlanet dot com or maybe ForbiddenPlanet dot co dot uk. I don't know what it is, but um, they got a whole bunch of new stuff coming out, like in the next month like so some stuff's coming out on like uh the 15th of october some of it's coming out right at the end of october 
but they got mm. a bunch of new stuff on there. Just um, a lot of it is just sort of like not the best thought out merch, but it's not bad at the same time. So they got a bunch of mugs, you know, one that says like Ractagino, one that says Earl Grey Pot on it. Yeah. And stuff like that. You know, like depending on what you like, um, you know, a few things with the Quarks logo on that hadn't been there before, but uh, but still that's that same logo, but they pushed on so many other things. Uh, but a couple of things uh, caught my eye. One of them was like they've got ena- enamel pin sets. You can get mm-hmm. these enamel pins on their own, and I can't remember what they are. They're about like seven quid or something. Um, or you can get them, or you could get four of them in a set, which just happened to be the four ones which I would want to buy, which yeah. was just like Defiant, Voyager, um, D, and Original Enterprise. I think oh. I think that's what it was, and if, and that was about twenty one quid. And I was like, actually, that that's a pretty good deal. Like, if if I was opening that as a Christmas present, which I will probably put it on my list now, yeah, Sarah, I'd be thinking, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know what I'd do with them, but still, they look cool. No, um, that is pretty cool. There there was a few things on there. There, it, it was a pleasant surprise to see some Enterprise stuff on there. Because uh, you don't always see that. Um, no, that is good. So, some, like new Enterprise T-shirts, very basic ones, and like I think they were selling the Enterprise patch, which I thought, yeah, I could go for that. The the patch, like mm-hmm. sew on patch. I've seen it before, but not in a while. Um, but yeah, go, go on there, have a look, because I, I can't remember. But uh, everybody. You know, who's a fan of all those? They had a whole bunch of new discovery stuff coming as well, but I'm not bothered about that. Um, But yeah, go and have a look. A whole bunch of stuff that's coming out over the next month, but a lot of it you could pre order. Actually, one very interesting thing where I thought, hang on a minute, like I might pre order this. I didn't because I forgot about it. But um, one thing I thought, I would pre order that just to resell it at some point for a much higher price. but no, I don't think I, if I was to get it, basically, it's a, a fiction novel by mm. Brent Spiner about himself okay. and overly obsessed Star Trek TNG fans. <laughs> yeah. And like they get into some weird situations or whatever. Um, but it's signed and it was only £18. And I was like, that's a flipping bargain. It says on, on yeah on the website it says pre-order and it says signed. So unless that... it, it's signed by some sort of ghostwriter that's helping him no. do it, they can't do that because they, that would have to be him. Because it says Brent Spiner all over it, but then when you read the blurb, it says Brent Spiner and uh, some lady or something like. Yeah. It did make me think: Are they being cheeky and when they say signed? It ends up being by this other person. But yeah, I was shocked to see that, and I was like, I really should probably get that. Like, even if I, uh, you know, didn't enjoy it myself, like you'd think you could like resell that on eBay for like three times as much. I mean, when they had him at the last Destination Star Trek, they they put his photos and his autograph at quite a hefty price that year. Sort of, I guess, because mm. of his um, new role, well, same old role, but you know, new appearance in that. Uh, the Picard series. I guess that's why mm-hmm. they did that. But 
but people were still excited about it. I didn't hear anyone else saying like, God, his price has gone up, but it really did go up a lot from, from when I met him in 2014. But yeah, 18 pounds for a signed book, which actually sounds like it would be a really good read. Really quite funny. That is a bargain. Mm. Yeah, no, that is an absolute bargain. I might, I might um, just put it on my Christmas list again and just hope for the best from mm-hmm. Sarah for that one. What date did you say that comes out? I think that was probably like the others, either the middle of October or the end of October. Like, just there was just a whole bunch of stuff on there. What was mm-hmm. uh, where that was the case. Quite a few new Voyager things as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, check it out. No, definitely. <coughs> oh, do apologise. Right, so, um, okay, then. So I think we've... Just looking at the time here, we've got probably about another 20 to 30 minutes of podcasting time before I have to get going. Okay, that's absolutely um, fine. Did you want to just um, discuss? Uh, sorry to be like hogging it, but like the f- episodes I've watched recently, rather than what you've watched, because you're ahead of it's me. It's all about you, G. Yeah, it's all <laughs> about you. Yeah, so, we can uh, discuss what vo- uh, like what Voyager episodes you've been on. I think the last time we spoke, I'd said the last thing I'd watched was Real Life, mm-hmm. um, uh, season three, episode twenty-two. All about the doctor and his family. Well, that was quite funny, quite amusing. That one, and also uh, uh, heartbreaking as well. It's, it's a very, it is a good episode. Yes, so, yes, it is. Yeah, it's well done. Uh, Great actor. Very, yeah, really well done. So, uh, so what episodes come after that? I'm just going to get up the list so I can. So uh, next episode. Episode 23 of Season 3 was a Distant Origin. A pair of Voth scientists find the remains of a Voyager crew member on the planet where the crew was recently exiled by the Kazon. So, uh, that was a good one. Um, th- there was a lot of time on screen where there was no Voyager cast at all. Where you just like got the- all these new characters, these new actors uh, playing mm-hmm. uh, the Voth. Um, who are basically like dinosaur people, or that—that's exactly what they are—is dinosaur people. And yeah. uh, it was really good. Like you—you you really did get attached to the characters. You got like an instant liking for the characters trying to do right by science, and then an instant dislike to the characters who was like the dinosaur version of um, what's the name from DS Nine? Um, mm-hmm. Win, you know. Kai Win, yeah, yeah. Oh no! So it's like dinosaur it, win, you know, just like denying science and just like trying to get this scientist who's, you know, bringing all this truth, uh, to like the courtroom or whatever it is that they're in. She's like, "Oh no, you're wrong, you're wrong, stay, you're wrong," and it's just, yeah, it's quite, quite sad, you know, and really good. And Chakotay gets kidnapped and like he's trying to argue the case to this woman and. He makes a really good argument, and she just completely ignores him anyway. It's, uh, it, I, I tell you what, while I was watching it, I was just like, this is really reminding me of like the episode of, um, the Orville I just watched like the day before, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. Bortus and his and Clydus or whatever he's called, like where their yeah. child is born female, and that's just not normal to them, and 
I really enjoyed mm-hmm. watching that episode of Orville, especially for the second time, because I think I saw it even differently the second time to, to how I did the first time. It's like, you know, you can't... To say you can't judge a book by its cover is like simplifying it, but like there's so many ways mm-hmm. of looking at that. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is, it's not always black and white. There is yeah. plenty of shades of grey. But... and. Uh, with that episode uh, with Distant Origin, it very much does play on the facts of what I uh, what I feel uh, like a lot of people would have tried to do, like here in like uh, like with us, if something comes along that contests what their religious beliefs are, yeah, those people in charge would do their utmost to make sure that that evidence gets buried, yeah. And I, I it mean, felt very yeah. real, didn't it? Even though you know you're watching dinosaur people in space, like it all felt very real and very familiar in some ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I you can a hundred percent like there is you can believe that that would be something along those lines that could happen within it. it it's once again it's doing what Star Trek does best. It's casting a mirror on society, but putting a sci-fi spin on it. Yeah, definitely. That's what Good Trek does so well. Like, I'd be surprised and pleased if someone told me that, like, oh, that's what Discovery's doing now. I'd be like, oh, is it? Okay. Maybe yeah. we'll have a look. But I don't think anything like that's going on in Discovery, as far as I know. Well, that's the thing. It's, it, it's one of the things that um, with Star Trek, We've had that continuously uh, through the years, where it, it holds a mirror up to society. Yeah. And uh, w- with this episode, you, you could even maybe, if you wanted to, you could uh, draw contrast to how uh, people have just continuously uh, buried uh, evidence of climate change over the decades. Or yeah. you could. There's there's so many things that you could like compare it to. It's still going on, like. You, you know, like with people dying all over the world because of that, because of deniers mm-hmm. who are po- politicians and in places of power where they still deny, it, even when all this stuff is going on around them, they're like, oh, yeah, it's not climate change, it's something else, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. As you said, still going on, but yeah, no, it's it's a very good episode and also just really enjoyable as well. Yeah. I I nearly when what I watched that like looked up who some of the actors were because they were so good like the dinosaur the the Voth, but I didn't but maybe I will mm-hmm. at some point. But speaking of actors, um, one thing I thought was quite weird is in the next episode, um, it's called Displaced. Mm-hmm. So the blurb is one by one, Voyager's crew members are being replaced by strangers, and the replacements don't know why they are there. Well, that's not true. That yeah. last line is not true if you watch the episode. No, they, they pretend to not know why they're there. They pretend to not know. But what I was going to say is in that episode, I don't think I've ever had this conversation with you before. But one mm-hmm. of the uh, actors or actresses uh, in, in that, the one who's got a gun who, and who has the main talking role, who's saying, get over here, get over there, give me your badge, yeah. you know, whatever. She's the same horrible woman which is saying to Cisco in Deep Space Nine, get in that crate. Stop saying oh, stuff. She? Yeah, it's the same woman. 
Like, I know and, they used a lot of uh, the same people sometimes between series. Yeah, I just briefly wondered, was it supposed to be the same woman? Because I don't think they're made up. They, they appear human, or she appears human in both Voyager mm. and uh, Deep Space Nine, I think. And, you know, she's obviously a bitch in both episodes. So yeah. I just wondered, like, is that supposed to be the same person? But uh, probably not, I given that it. they're... Yeah. The other side of the galaxy. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, probably not. She was but... definitely typecast, that actress there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, a, a, another interesting episode, that one. Uh, that, that sums it up to an extent, you know, that they... Um, uh, they're trying to win a war somewhere else or something, but what they do is steal other people's ships, and that's the way that they do it every time, mm-hmm. is that they pretend that they're accidentally being beamed onto a ship until they overtake and then just steal the ship and then leave the the crew of that ship on this place. I, I, I don't know if it's another bigger ship or something, or if it, it, it's You're a right. planet or something, but they have like enclosures, almost like a zoo. Mm-hmm. Like areas well, that way they they, they they face less resistance mm. that way by doing what they're doing, and uh, yeah, no, is I'm I'm trying to, because it's been some time since I watched this episode. Was this the one uh, in? I'm just making sure I've got the right one in my head. When they appear um, at the place, it's like they're in their own different sections where uh, different. Uh, species have got their own climate and stuff. That's right. Yeah, so all the Voyager crew have just been taken to a nice sunny area, which they realise very quickly when Mm -hmm. uh, you know, these other guys are coming onto Voyager, like saying, oh, it's too it's too um, hot, it's too bright and stuff like that, so they realise when they're beaming down there hang on a minute, you know they said this on the ship, yeah, it's hot and bright here, so like they're clearly taking us somewhere else and you know, it doesn't take mm-hmm. long before, before they take all the badges off them. But then, uh, like, Tuvok and um, Neelix go all MacGyver and start taking about, apart showers to, like, yeah. sonic showers to make phases and stuff like that. It's all it's all quite funny and just, it, yeah, it just plays out well. It's just a, a cool little episode. Yeah. I tell you what, though, because, it, funnily enough, listening uh, to, because I'm also trying to listen through to the um, uh, Delta Flyers uh, podcast mm. with uh, Garrett and Robert Duncan McNeil. Same here. I've and gone when, back, but I'm very far back with that. Um, I've just I'm on done, the beginning of season two with, with the podcast. Same here. I've just listened oh. to the 37s. Oh, okay. I'm on... Uh, what am I on? Uh, today, I've just gotten on to Twisted. Oh, Okay. Yes, we're not that far apart. Very, very good podcast. I, I don't know why I stopped listening to it. I, I, I don't know. I must have just got distracted with another one. That's pretty much no exactly excuse, what really. happened to me. Yeah. Well, I um, say that. I think there was a point where they couldn't get them out quick enough for me, you know, because mm-hmm. we got there pretty much somewhere near the beginning when it first yes. came out. And then I was just like, don't like waiting for new stuff. I, I like, I typically listen to stuff that came out three, five years ago and then just listen to everything in order. Yeah, binge it in order. Um, so when I, I guess when I couldn't do that with that, 
that's when I really got distracted and forgot that it was there. But it's very, mm -hmm. very good. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And I, I, what I find, though, is on, say, episodes like this, um, Robbie Duncan McNeil is far more critical and far more, uh, like, uh, not negative, but he has a lot more to say about it than what I do. Because even on Voyager's worst episodes, I'm like, yeah, I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy to pick yeah. holes in things, but I have to try yeah. not to do that sometimes and just look over those things. Yeah, but when I'm when I'm listening to when I'm watching episodes like this, this particular one, it's not one of my favourites, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's definitely not boring. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it, it's simple. Like I was comparing it to MacGyver and stuff, but it you know it works. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely does. Definitely does. And then uh, after that, is that Scorpion after that? No, it's no, not. It's, it's quite a no, good one, actually. Case. Yeah, worst case scenario with uh, what's her name back? What's her name? Seska. Seska, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I say Seska. It is Seska on screen, but she's a holographic projection like as part of a... Uh, what ends up being a... Uh, well, let me just read it. Members of the Voyager crew... Uh, participate <laughs> participate in a hidden holodeck program where the ship's marquee members stage an insurrection. Yeah, so that's pretty much um, a good description of the beginning. And then the uh, the people who are who are playing it, which is Belana and Tom at first, but then we mm -hmm. find out other people have been playing it, um, and then even more people have been playing it. They they want to work out who it is. It's about halfway through the episode when uh, Tuvok says, oh, it was me, but it's not a hollow novel, which everyone else keeps calling it. It was a training yeah. simulation, which he says he stopped because everyone was getting along and it didn't seem like there was any need for it, which was correct. Mm -hmm. um, so then... Also, like... it's, it's a great episode in the sense of... Um, we had always said one thing that Voyager could have done better yeah was to explore the uh, tensions between uh yeah the i still stand group. by that I, I am enjoying it i am enjoying mm -hmm. voyager for what it is but yeah that as the number one criticism or whatever the one thing that i think they could have done way better and mm -hmm. made those first two three seasons way more interesting with those storylines but they did just flip right past it just to like oh everyone's friends yeah, yeah, and uh, they did, and it could have. Uh, th there was far more that they could have explored with the tension between uh, two crews merging. So yeah. to have this like what if scenario, because it, like at the beginning of the episode, it starts out and you haven't got a clue uh, what's going on, but you then don't it makes know it that clear. It's the hollow suite, but you you kind of have a clue when Chakotay's yeah. not like himself like the Chakotay you've learnt that he mm -hmm. is over these yeah. nearly four seasons and but at the same time it's pretty cool you know like the way he's talking he's like oh I can't fucking stand well he doesn't say that but you know don't know about you but I can't stand the idea of working with this Vulcan for the next seven plus years or whatever and mm -hmm. it does feel cool like you just think like you could have done that you could have had a yeah. little bit of that and then, Just like, I like the, I like really like the Balana bit actually, 
it's her and um, Chakotay at the beginning. And she's just like, is this a test? Are you testing yeah. me to see what... And that seemed real. Like, that could be a thing. Like, where he's just saying that to see where where her allegiance lies sort of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, then it all unfolds the way we just said. But... Um, Never mind. I, I've 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 held on to that for years, but like, oh, Voyager could have been so much better if this, if that. But now I just I just want to enjoy but it for what it is. Time. Can't change it yeah. now. But th- that's the thing. I uh, it, like now. We, uh, I just fully appreciate it for what it is, and yeah. it, I think this is just a really fun episode of a what if scenario. But then it turns into not just a what-if scenario, but it's it, we find out it's a training simulator program created by Tuvok, and then it was originally found and hacked by Seska before she yeah. died. Yeah, it's a really and... good twist, which is funny because they, when they're writing the novel, they're like, oh, you can't have a good no- novel without a good plot twist. And then suddenly like that kicks in where she's like, ha ha ha, you tried to add another chapter. So now here comes this. I'm going to kill you. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty well written. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a very well written episode and a really like, uh, fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so yeah, then you were right that the next one is the the double ep of uh, Scorpion, um, which I, I, what, I don't watching... think I need to tell people that one, do I? It's a no, no. And I say I just remember back in the day the the, the build up to Scorpion, like because we we knew that at some point Voyager was going to have to be going through Borg space. Yeah. And then to have like uh, glimpses of it in episodes, like building up to it, like they they found a planet with some abandoned Borg. They've like uh, like found like odd odd remnants of uh, Borg tech, and then they suddenly uh, come face to face with the Borg, but they're being attacked by creatures who are just kicking their asses. Yeah, that that was a good twist, which. You know, I wasn't watching Voyager it properly back in the '90s like you were, but I can imagine that would have been a very cool twist. Seeing that oh, for the absolutely. first time, absolutely, because Voyager had always been—not uh, Voyager, the Borg had always been this immense like force that uh, like was unstoppable, and then suddenly you've got this uh, species. Who are just decimating the Borg? Yeah, it it was absolutely unprecedented, and it was just so, uh, like it was a brilliant cliffhanger, and it does its job perfectly because that uh, cliffhanger uh, was fantastic. It really did leave you just wanting more. <laughs> yeah, that I did think actually when I was watching it. It's just like. It's so funny how once upon a time, you know, fans all over the world, like yourself being a teenager at the time, I guess, a young teenager, would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, what happens next? What happens next? But for me, at 40 years old, it's just like two seconds Netflix later on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, bing, there you go. That's what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, th- there is no uh, build up <laughs> at yeah. the moment. If, if you're enjoying old Trek. 
you've, you've got it all at the touch of a fingertip. But yeah, I'm not complaining. I love a well done double episode, and that's something they definitely mm-hmm. uh, sort of mastered oh, in that it. time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they nailed it. Uh, whether you like what they do with the Borg later on or not, mm-hmm. the, the, the Scorpion was a great uh, full-on introduction for the Borg into the uh, into the series. I, do you know what I'm looking at the TV right now? I've got it on Netflix where it just has the screen with the different episodes and how much you've watched of them and stuff. The you, mm-hmm. you almost could have called that uh, the gift episode. You could have called that Scorpion Part Three in a way. Yeah, you know, just the fact that like the story is really continuing in there. It it doesn't stop on that episode. No. Like uh, maybe the threat of the aliens has stopped, but like mm-hmm. the story of uh, seven, and unfortunately, the story of like the end of Kess as well, which does suck. I, I still don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like no, it, I agree, and also it's uh, at that point. It's the Borg still being on the ship, uh, like trying to take over, uh-huh. and uh, like still resisting. So we haven't had the uh, hu- humanification, I suppose you could say, of Seven yet. Not quite yet, but they, yeah, they're laying the seeds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know, like I think a couple of aw- awkward moments in those episodes where, particularly like in the gift, where I think like. I don't know if Jerry Ryan knows how to act with with the role she's been given. You know, it, it's tricky. Like, mm-hmm. you've been a robot, essentially a robot, you know, for for yeah. years. And now you're, you're feeling and sensing what it's like to be human different ways, like for the first time in ages. And you've not experienced that since. It's, it's a hard thing to be told, like, right, go. <laughs> you've got to go and play that. So I can see that it's difficult. It's a lot to get your head around. And then at the same time, like, I just really hate the Kes stuff, you know, but you can just tell the writers are like, on your way, Kes. Yeah, you've got this yeah. going on. You've got that going on. You can't stick around. It's like, why? Why? Yeah. So You're not you needed done. anymore. Yeah. Such a shame. It is. It is going that she didn't stick about, but that's it. It, it, it there definitely would have been enough room for both of those characters. Oh, definitely. You only have to look at DS Nine to see that. But you know, with you know, so it. many characters that you don't have to have them on all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like Garrick. We're talking about Garrick early on. Like he's not in that many episodes, but when he is, he lets you know that he's there. And Kez mm-hmm. could have been that for uh, Voyager, definitely. Because funny with um, with Voyager, one one other thing I always think that they could have done better by like paying more attention to Deep Space Nine is just having that sort of ensemble with uh, background actors because it's yeah. only meant to have like a hundred and fifty odd sh- uh, crew members. Yeah. So if you have the same extras and the same recurring characters, you build up that tapestry of people. Yeah, that that's the other thing I think we always end up saying we wish they had done. Yeah. And they could have done. But, and now's oh, yeah. the time I always bring up the always forget his name, but the serial killer 
character what I like so much, which is only in two episodes, but he could have been in loads more. Oh yeah, no, you could. Uh, um, why? Why is my brain going blank on it? I can't remember. I Normally, know, I can I remember the actor's name. name at least, and I can't even remember that now. Yeah, no, I know his bloody name. It's it's winding me up. It's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can find it quite. Oh, the the actor is Brad Dorif, who I really like. Yeah. Um. um and I can find it. I'm just clicking Suter. on this. Lon Suter. That's Lon it, Suter. yeah. Yeah, awesome actor, in my opinion. Moment. Yeah. Oh, he's an amazing actor. Amazing actor. Really, really enjoy his work. Oh, I forgot he was in Especially. Alien Resurrection. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he, he would have uh, fitted perfectly for like a recurring role. Yes, yes, like, he would. That bit longer. But there was even one guy who I thought they could have got who like I can't remember which season it is um mm-hmm. and it's I suppose it's more funny and maybe I just want him in it because he's in something else I love but there's like an alien like uh posing as a human um yeah and like he comes on board and he's just doing stuff and then like when they find out he's an alien i think he just makes himself explode or some, something like that and it's the guy who played uh billy in the two gremlins films uh I zach something or other wait that was that, no that was that one of the Kazon back at the end of season two what you're saying he's a Kazon? No, was that one of the... No, because I remember one of the Kazon blowing themselves up at the end of season two. I don't mean like he exploded a ship or anything like that. He, li- I'm sure he just no, actually he exploded. he blew himself up. Oh, yeah. am I getting two different stories mixed up, maybe? Um, I'll just put... See what comes up. Because I thought that... The, the, well, no, I, I thought at uh, the end of... Um, Season the season two finale is when they had um, a Kazon like literally blow themselves up, mm-hmm. and he gets all ginormous. Uh, Zach but... Galligan is the name of the guy from from Gremlins, and yeah, I just remember he he was in like one episode, and I was like, oh, cool, that's the guy from Gremlins, and I was mm-hmm. like, maybe he could join the crew, and it's like they find out he's an alien, and just yeah, sort of. Does something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I'm on his Wikipedia. Uh, Film, not film. We want TV. Star Trek Voyager. Ensign David Gentry in In the Flesh. In the Flesh. Which season is that? I will tell you now. Uh, In the Flesh is the fourth episode of season five. Oh, we have. Oh, that's why I haven't got there yet. Yeah. Um. Just see if it. Let's just see if I can skip to. Oh, I can't see where. Sorry, dead air. That's all right. Uh. No, no, I can't see where it's uh, saying how he interacts in it, but uh, but I'll be pleased to see what it is once we 
once we eventually actually get there. get there, yeah. Which should be hopefully in the next uh, few weeks or so. Yeah, it's not going to be far away. Hmm. Yeah, because let's see, at the moment I'm managing to do the quota of uh, three a day at the moment. I've always felt that there's been, you know, when you're in a really good trek mood, like when you're really in a flow with it, like I've always felt that's the magic number of of a good amount of episodes to watch each day, like in the evening, you know, where it it just feels right. You can take in the different stories or if there's a overarching story through the episodes, you know, that's good. But you're not overloading yourself with uh, Mm -hmm. story and information and stuff before you go to bed. No, because there is a, me. there is definitely a, a certain amount that you can take in mm. uh, at one time, and no, you're you're right. I think three is a good uh, three is a good uh, number, and we, I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, doing it that way. Yeah, I'm just um, struggling now, like whether to watch. Um... The Orville or Voyager, but there's just a bit more of an argument to watch Voyager because of what we've said now. Let's try and let's try and finish it before uh, November fifteenth or whatever it is, twelve, thirteen. I can't remember. Uh, I think we're going on the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think we're attending on the thirteenth. You, but yeah, I know this is a conversation for offline, but you've put the feelers out there for Trek, mate, haven't you? Sci-fi uh, collective. I have... I have put the feelers out there. But... Cool. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. it's that much to, to attend, is it? It's like... Um, it's about 25 quid. Yeah. And if no one's going to give me a pass to get into the talks, I'll just have to sneak in some way, somehow. Yeah. No, exactly. We can manage that. Mm. We, can, we can blag our way through stuff. That's oh, I just remembered something that I brought up in a text to you. Um, <laughs> when I was talking it, about... Is... The... The COVID procedures at uh, DST. Oh, it, that did make email me laugh. <laughs> like, I'd read the same thing. Like, please respect like the guests' privacy and their need for space. Uh, instead of handshake, why not just fist the guests? <laughs> it literally says that. <laughs> just <laughs> give them a good fist. <laughs> I like, guess. Blimey. Appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> How forward oh can you get? Oh, my. <laughs> I guess appreciate a good fisting. <laughs> okay, we'll see if that's true on the day. <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm meant to give you this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Yeah, and this is why we don't get invited places. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I can manage 25 quid and... If nothing else, yeah, like, I mean, when they uh, when they have these things, like it's the same at a lot of these bigger conventions. Like when they have a talk, like they've got a curtain blocking off the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the seats from everyone else who didn't pay to get in that talk or didn't have a ticket that allows them to get. I just stand by the bloody curtain if I want to hear the voice at all. I know what they look like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Why not? Exactly. You. you, you... You know roughly what's going on. Oh, and this one's one for you and me, so apologies to all the Trek fans who thought we nearly got a whole episode through. It's just come up on my TV, Wayne, the Escape from the Undertaker. 
I actually, <laughs> I did it. Did you do it or not? I, I've done the first 15 minutes. Oh, God, so you got but, bored then. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was like, okay, I'll finish this at some point. I think it's only 29 minutes, whatever way you do it. But it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not good, is it? It's It's not great. It's supposed it's to be great. an interactive movie or whatever on Netflix if people don't know what we're talking about. Like, there was a yeah, Bear Grylls one a couple of years ago. It was quite funny. But yeah. Uh, Bear Grylls just put a new one out there. Did he? Oh, I might have to yeah, do it. There is, yeah, there is a new Bear Grylls one on there. But I, uh, yeah, no, with this, I personally, I uh, done the first 15 minutes and it just felt like all the choices, they're, they're actually not consequential whatsoever no it's just they're a not question of who do you want to watch yeah that, that literally is it you got it spot on and then and then the ending is the only one where it's like well again it's like how does it end does it end this way or does it end this way but they want you to have it end a specific way so if you don't pick it yeah. right the first time you just you just say oh do you want to watch the other ending yeah go on then. yeah no it, it, it is actually non-consequential and it's so stupid as well. I love my wrestling, but like almost all things WWE these days, like that included, just make me cringe and sort of like embarrassed. Like if a family member, mm-hmm. not not my son, like that doesn't matter, but like, you know, if anyone else from my extended family was to come in and go like, are you still watching this? I'd just be like, no, 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 it's just no. on. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. No, yeah. And... The thing is, it's it's when it gets to the point that you're then uh, denying it to Cisco as well. Yeah. So it goes, what are you watching? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> AEW is the one to watch. That's the one I'll always toot their horn for them. The, the newer company that's only been around two years, who's one of their mm-hmm. head wrestlers and, you know, head people in the company, have told you, has come out with Voyager as Voyager-themed entrances. So it's got to be all right, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, I do yeah. recommend uh, you know non wrestling fans trying to find that at least just because it's amusing. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know a wrestler with how much you know like macho BS goes on in you know mm-hmm. in you know behind the scenes like how much um how much you'd have to love that to say like, no, fuck it. I'm doing a Voyager entrance, even though other people are going to mock him and be like, really? A Star Trek show from 20 years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, that is what I'm doing. So, So, and and that's the thing that they've all got these huge, uh, characters and huge, like, uh, manly bravados about Mm -hmm. them. And he's like, no, I'm from space. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the male Janeway, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. And, and, and he even got his uh, girlfriend at the time to come out at seven. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Brought, I'm sure they did something with the dog. He has a dog that he occasionally they brings did. out. He's, I'm sure it had something on it, maybe like a Borg implant on his eye or something. I can't yeah. remember. No, oh, no, they did. So... On that note, before we dive, uh, like get on more topic and away from Star Trek, we're going to leave you at that, guys, yeah. and we will be back again next week to uh, chat more shit. And we might actually decide to stick to a specific topic next week. I thought that was fun today. We were like mostly talking so. about Trek, at least in some form or another. 
didn't yeah, go no, off track I, too much, even though there was no real track per se, but like we still mm-hmm. spoke, spoke about Star Trek. Yeah, no, I, I think it counts. Yeah, I think it counts. I, I enjoyed it. I hope everyone else did. Darren will let us know if it doesn't. Yeah, you're slacking, yeah. guys. Come <laughs> on, you can do better than this. Yeah, no, we we actually managed to talk about Trek, so yeah, that's something. So thank you very much for joining us, everyone. I'll see you next week. Uh, I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Jude Hawkins, and that was Trekmate. How you doing out there? You ever seem to have one of those days where it seems like transmissions from Cardassia say that they're making biological weapons of mass destruction? Well, you know, it's just run-of-the-mill stuff in the Federation. But get this, the Enterprise has a new captain, and it's no fun. Let me tell you about it! Picking up emissions, the world shelters three. The card crusher and wharf, the passage to sea. Federation sends a guy, Jellicle's his name. Tries to be the captain, but drives everyone insane. Elephants in the ready room. Elephants in the ready room. Now Jellicle, don't keep team number one like a fool. Cause everybody knows that John Luke is way more.
Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.